it's been way too long and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. Top fives and deep dives with Town and PTM. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese. Followed by Hey guys. Welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is Justin over in LA. We've got Mike over in London. Yo. You're having a day. A day? Yeah. Went to see the football today. The American football, of course. Of my course. first my first uh rendition of God Save the King. Everyone <laughs> in the stadium was confused. We had to really focus on getting the words right today, but we did it. We we pulled through. Vikings versus Saints. Yeah, as I've already told you, can confirm Andy Dalton, not good. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> not good. I just, those guys just aren't very good. Oh, but you know who's pretty solid, though? The G Man. Chris, Chris Olave. Oh, uh, yeah, that guy is just done. Yeah. Shout out yeah. draft picks. I mean, that's there how you, you do it. That's how you do it, team. I've got him on one of my fantasy teams. Proud to say it. Proud to say it. Um, wow. Okay. Like last episode was just it was it was eighty eight and a half. We were it was yeah. it was a catch up. We we're just rolling back into things. This is a real deal episode. This is this is a real we're back episode. And we're and it was just like that. I mean, we didn't necessarily plan on them being boom boom right back to back, but but here we are. We're here, and I mean, it's October. It's official. There's a certain genre of film that. Many people watch in October. Mike watches year round. That's horror. And and as we all know, I'm a pretty big horror fan too. But you obviously take the cake. And uh, we've got a horror-centric episode. Top five horror franchise villains. Yeah, so ground rules. Uh, basically, Let's this talk. is villains in horror films. And we said there has to be at least two movies with said antagonist yes and some of them there's like 12 probably you know yes. if i know you i mean there's there's gonna be a lot and there's some iconic ones but we're gonna be yeah we're also gonna be pretty liberal i think with the rules we are uh, we are with that said wow i'm already this is so classic guys we've been gone so long you're gonna change your list i'm rethinking my list right now on the spot. Yeah, I've, i really want to get get my number six in there and <laughs> no you guys are gonna lose it so i right now i have i only have a few honorable i only have three honorable mentions and i actually just thought of a new idea entirely that i'm wow. considering slotting in well do you want me to kick off and then give you some time to Please, please, okay. without further ado, we are back. Then number five. My number five again. PTM. Okay. This is tough. This is tough. Wow. Okay. All right. Number five. The anchor of my list. The caboose. Bring it up the rear. I am going with whatever. I should just mention that like I'm, I'm not yet. This is, it's been a day. We already said it, but it's been a day. So if I'm not 100% on my game today, I apologize. 
All right, number five. Uh, whatever that fisherman guy is called from I Know What You Did Last yes, Summer. And what sequels. a great pick. What a great pick. Does that guy have a name? I, I think he it's, has a name uh, like, in the movie. But like, Wait, wait. We got to find the name. Like, I I'm, think he has a real name once they find out who they you know killed or whatever or didn't kill. It's uh, But he doesn't have like a catchy name like <laughs> Ghostface or whatever. You know what I mean? He's got to have a name, right? His name's like Walt. You know what I mean? Like it's a real name, I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. His his name is Ben Willis slash the ben, fisherman. Yeah, yeah, the fish. Yeah, see, there we go. Uh, <laughs> that guy. Okay, yeah. I mean, besides like being a pretty big fan of both the first two movies, I don't even know if he's in that third one. To be honest, the director video. I don't think I ever saw it. But yeah, anyway, the first it. two. I'm a big advocate for. I still know. I think it's just as good or better than I know what you did last summer. Um, and. As we also know, I love the seaside movies. I love the fishing town movies in general. And when you combine you that with horror, did. that's great. Uh, then you get the big fucking hook, you know, which is both a great weapon and like, you know, further uh, part of like the fisherman character. You know, he's got that rain slicker. He's always yep. like in the dark. It's, it's a it's a cool like it's it's pretty scary because it's kind of real. And it's like it just the whole thing works. The whole thing is a great package for me. Okay, I mean, I love the call. Um, I really like both those movies as well. Both I know and I still know. What's what's the what's the I forget what the third one's called. Isn't there one that's I, like is, I, is, I I forget. I don't know. It came out in like two thousand eight. It was like way after. The Is it, fact. I'll always know what you did last I'll summer. Always, I'll always know, and I don't even know who's in it. It was definitely directed video, and 100%. I've still not, I've just heard really terrible things. But I'll, I mean, I'll get around to it at some point. But like, yeah. But it's gonna. Yeah, I don't know if you will. I don't know if you will, and that's it's, okay. Uh, that's okay. But I I love this pick. I mean, he's not necessarily as iconic as certain other franchise villains. No. But I think that they I know what you did last summer franchise in general gets a little slept on because it came out. It was kind of the exact same time as Scream. It Very right similar after. times. Yeah, they, they, they immediately greenlit it like as soon as Scream hit the Yes. And so that obviously has had a bit of a longer lasting um, effect on the horror genre. But these films can't be slept on. And, and The Fisherman. That man, you know, he's got a hook that can kill. Yes, he does. And, and you know, I think we've said it before on the pod, but need I remind you that in the second film, he invents an entire fake radio contest so that he could bring them to, like, the Bahamas or something. <laughs> also, that he could continue his fisherman reign. I mean, it's just, it's he's a great, he's a great killer. I'm a fan. Hey, I think it's a great way to kick off the list. And you know what? You've helped me because... It made me realize I'm just keeping my list as is. I like okay. my list. It feels okay. right. Okay. And so with that said, at number five, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th series. Okay. Okay. So I think, you know, of, of the many iconic villains in the genre, I think Jason's great. Um, you know, obviously he's got the hockey mask. He's got the machete. He 
is just I don't know. There's something about him. It's probably a bit to do with what would I say? I like I like I tend to like when villains have like a mask. And so I for it's so simple, but it works. I love the whole sort of camp Crystal Lake vibe. Um, I don't necessarily think I'm into his backstory maybe as much as certain other villains, which is maybe why I didn't rank him higher than this. But I really like the setting of all the of, you know, everything that goes on with him. He's one of the most famous, obviously, horror franchise villains. And and the mask, again, it's iconic. It'll never it'll never be forgotten when it comes to horror films. And I had to include him on here. Definitely a big Jason fan. I like that he gets just an absolute gigantic machete. As opposed yes. to like Michael Myers, who's just wielding like a knife, a big yep. knife, but it's not a machete, you know? I'm totally into the backstory. Uh, and you get the absolute classic that is Jason X. You get the Uber Jason. I mean, it's, he takes it to that level that of like, say, the major majors. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm a fan. What can I say? Jason Voorhees. Number five. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, my number four is is also a biggie. Not as big as yours, as your number five, but also wears a mask. Ooh. My number four is Leatherface. I am just going to do something with you. Leatherface is my number three. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's. Uh, wow, do we this? do I do my number four and then we'll just yes. hop right back yeah, into yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. So my number four, bit of a somewhat newer franchise, somewhat Jigsaw. <sighs> Jigsaw is, was a very close, very very close honorable on my list. Wow. So. I had to do it. And, you know, obviously the first saw came out. Um, what year? I want to get it right. 2004. And I mean, it changed the game at that at that point in time. I mean, it was it'd been a while. I'd say since Scream and kind of I know what you did last summer since we'd gotten a new horror franchise. Well, maybe yeah, there's there's there was also Final Destination, but but it'd been a minute. Like horror had kind of fell off. You know what I mean, Mike? For horror was like co- going back off the map, and then I feel like Saw just like gave it another shot of like new blood and a and another big franchise started. Yeah, kind of ushered in the the torture porn era, which revitalized yes. horror a bit. Not everyone's yes. favorite era, but but a little bit of a uh, you know, breath of fresh air this this is why i need the horror horror connoisseur because this is what you 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 said it perfectly the torture porn era we got hostile after this and we got you know turistas and yada yada House so of Wax, the movie we're also big fans of yes and so 
Saw rolls onto the scene. What a fucking fantastic first film and an ending. Just incredible. But Jigsaw, man, Jigsaw gets me. Jigsaw is a creepy motherfucker. Like from just, oh my God, like rolling in on like that little bike and just the the, the fucking, that doll, man. It's such a creepy look. Want to play a game? Great catchphrase. Oh, great catchphrase. Just when you learn kind of the backstory behind it all and, you know, who he really is, it's very fucking. I really like the backstory. I think it's fucking creepy. I get how he went down the like the path he did and just the whole thing about people getting fucking snaps like people getting grabbed in like dark parking lots and shit and just it, it just all works for me i think they really did a good job coming up with this villain and it does not get old seeing you know seeing him roll out on the little bike it's just man it is i'm looking at pictures right now of him it's fucking creepy. And I mean, they were able to make many, many, many of these films due to them. Even just like the the detail of the little like red spirals on the cheeks mm, yeah. of the jigsaw mask. You know, it's it's just it's very well done. Yeah. And I like I like that he does something different than really anybody on my list is going to do, for example. You know, I mean, he kind of sets it up. And then just sort of hits play. He doesn't like chase you down or anything yes. like that. You know, it's this sort of dread about what's going to happen and can you sort of, you know, get out in time, depending on what, what we were talking about. And I'd say, I mean, I don't, this is just in re- referring to my per- my list personally. It's the only killer that while, while I want to never, I would never consider Jigsaw the good guy his mentality behind everything and punishing people that have been in theory, not great people. There's a little, there's ever so slightly more of, um, God, I don't even know if I want to call it morality, but no, but he does like, I forget the name of the actress that kind of ends up, you know, helping him throughout the, the series right yep. but she she like legitimately sort of appreciates it I, I do kind of wish now that we're saying it i wish that jigsaw was a little bit more empathetic in some way mm-hmm. like just a wee bit more i think would actually help the franchise but uh i know what you mean i know what you mean he does yeah. have a little bit more of a a motive rather than just like he he's not just pure people. i'm just murdering everyone yeah not a good dude for sure no but yeah but number four, Jigsaw. And now, okay. look, it's time to talk. It's time to talk Leatherface. Right. Let's talk Leatherface. Please start us off. So pretty big in terms of you know horror franchises, but again, yep. not not one of the majors, let's say. But in terms I mean, of, I think he's in the discussion, Mike. Well, I think there's a clear top three. Agreed, and I'd say he's just, he's just outside below. of just, the top just in three. that next year. Yeah. Yes. And but but he he has the same kind of presence let's say as maybe those top three yes. and for me 
he's just like again okay we've got jason super scary gigantic person with a mask gigantic knife you know halloween essentially becomes the same type of thing michael myers it's the same sort of idea but like why have a knife when you can have a fucking chainsaw i mean that's (laughs) and he's also a massive dude super creepy mask we know that Mm -hmm. he like takes people apart basically and physically just like the scariest like presence like as a body just a massive dude with a chainsaw running at you and i like also that he doesn't he, you know, he doesn't come to your your place of work. You know, when you when you visit him, you're on his terrain, and there's no one around to help you. You know what I mean? I feel like that kind of adds to the whole thing for me is that he's always like in a creepy house, all alone, and you're fucked. Yeah, I mean, it's oh man, I think that Leatherface is terrifying. I I agree with what you said. And yeah, I mean, of everyone's of every horror villains weapons, I think the chainsaw like when we're talking about like those top three and then Leatherface and maybe a few others. I mean, the chainsaw is arguably the most iconic. I mean, it's in the title of the fucking film. It's like just the the fucking shots of him just running around swinging the chainsaw like it's insane and yeah i mean the whole kind of backstory within the house and just you know people getting stranded and then kind of getting picked off one by one to a degree i don't want to say serendipitously but but yes it's not like fully planned out that they're like you know trying to corner these people it just kind of works out to some degree with a little bit of help but like oh man it's oh well it's creepy you know michael myers has i don't think ever made people be afraid of the suburbs but leatherface and the entire texas chainsaw like franchise Mm -hmm. has made it so that when you are in like the middle of nowhere and you see a house, you're like, that house is creepy as fuck. And I would never even consider stopping at it in a million years. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You just never would. I mean, you never know. You never know what's lurking in that house. And could it be a gigantic person with like a human face with a fucking chainsaw? I mean, it's just, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just easily one of the greatest titles of all time. Of all time. Any genre. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah, cannot cannot disagree. Also, okay. big shout out to our main man Jonathan Tucker, who's in the 2003 remake of the original, which I think we we spoke about. I think we spoke about on the pod that like is is pretty solid. Not my favorite movie, but like still pretty solid. But yeah, it's like with all the years of hindsight, now we're almost 20 years out from that. Pretty fucking solid. I'd yeah. argue the second best iteration of the Texas Chainsaw films after the original, which obviously is far and away the best. What's Jessica Biel up to these days? Do you even know? I don't. And that's, uh, wait, 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 wait. Wasn't she in, um, wasn't she in, what's that fucking, uh, the sinner that show the sinner. She was in the the first season. Great, great show. Honestly, Great show. She's only in the first season, but great show. I watched Blade 3 the other day, and I was like, where's Jessica Biel at? 
Just yeah, it's, it's, yeah. She had such a such a stretch, but yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wow. Uh. So it's my three, right? It's your three. Okay. My three is it's it's a film that's come up already, and it's. Uh, you know, a little bit of a stretch. I'm not gonna lie. That's what we do on the pod. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm hoping. Oh my god! Oh my god! I know. If I know what it is. It's just yes. death itself. Yes. From, yes. From yes. Final destination. <laughs> Mike, you need to know. This is what I was gonna slot in at number five. Okay. Perfect. 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 Incredible. So, uh, where do you even begin? Um. So in the way that we're saying like Leatherface makes you afraid of houses in the middle of nowhere, Final Destination just makes you afraid of like being behind a truck with uh, you know logs or whatever. Like it makes you afraid to be alive every day. Like I can't even tell you how many times I think about this film and like just try to be more careful. Uh, and I like that. I don't know. I like that he's like. I'm just gonna say he. I don't really know. Not to yeah, gender death itself, enough. but like it's not. He's not like greedy, you know what I mean? Like I like that he's like, look, these people are supposed to die, and like that's that's where I I'm not gonna like hurt anyone else along the way. Like I just need these people to die. That was kind of part of the plan, and like I'm just out here to make things right. Yep. But then also I like in the very last film where there's this new wrinkle introduced where like you can you can kill somebody and then it will sort of like skip you in the order. And so death, you know, death is, he's open for bargains. He's like, look, I need X number of bodies. And like, that's just how it is. And, and you don't even really feel bad, honestly. It's just kind of like shit. Like it was, was, this is how it happened. You were supposed to go down. A certain number of people have to go down. I just, I'm just here, you know, balancing the scales. That's it. No agenda. Besides that. I, oh my God, I could not love this pick more. It's a great franchise. It's oh man, I honestly, in hindsight, I just didn't think of it till right when we got on today. But it's unbelievable. Uh, such a such a such a great pick. It really does. I, I didn't even fully think through how much I think about some of these. The effect some of these yes. villains have had on my everyday yes. life. Yeah, and yeah, Final yeah. Destination is up there for the one that has the most effect on my everyday life. E- even when the movies aren't as strong, like you can remember a lot of the deaths, like in uh, Tanning Bed or Roller Coaster, or like, like I just think about them all the time when I see those things in real life. Yes. And it's like, yes, you see it in real life and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't know if I want to do that because, like, what if I get stuck in there and then I get fried alive? Then you get fried alive. I mean, it's just, it just makes you afraid to be alive. And I feel like maybe it has saved some lives. I feel like I'm a more careful person and I try not to, you know, leave shampoo near the end of the bath in case it falls over and I slip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just, I mean, underrated. Underrated as a villain in itself. Just death. Very much agreed. Great, great choice. And of course, and... shout out to Ali Larder, Devin Sawa, and the gang. I mean, Ugh. yeah. Love you guys. Love you guys. Wish you survived longer. It's okay. It's okay. And Tony Todd in the first one. Of course. Yeah. Can't forget. Okay, so where does that leave us now? Because That you... leaves us back on track. Your number two. Okay, word. Okay. All right. So here we go. My number two. This is my 
my entry of the three majors and by far my favorite and i think objectively the best whoa freddy krueger how dare you uh i don't know i I was gonna ask a question i don't even want to know the answer okay so (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm just gonna use jason as an example since he's already come up and i won't mention anybody else Jason can chase you around and he can attack you with his gigantic machete. My guy gets you when you're fucking sleeping. What could possibly be more scary than that? I don't even really care about the knives on his fingers or his whole backstory. He just gets you when you're fucking sleeping. All right. That is ridiculous. You know what? That is terrifying. I guess it's just for me. And it's so funny, Mike, because I feel like there's a bit of a role reversal for, you know, you tend to be the one sci-fi sometimes doesn't click with you and stuff that feels a little bit far-fetched in reality, <laughs> like from reality. That's true. That's true. And for me, what's scarier about some of these other villains is that it could just happen in real life. Like... Some of these, you know, the other two in the big three, some of these other guys like Leatherface. I mean, yeah, is it is it probably going to happen? Probably not. But like someone could just do that. And like that freaks me out. Whereas Freddie, I think he's a very well um, created villain and I do think he's scary. And I think the concept itself, if that were a possibility, is terrifying. But I think the knowledge that it that, you know, outside of something changing in what we know of the world, that just is not possible to happen to me. It makes it slightly See, less scary for me. It's really interesting that you pointed this out because I'm not sure if we've ever gone into this on the pod, but I'm not the biggest slasher fan Uh and it's because they're totally impossible like it makes me really pissed off when like the killer chases you up the stairs and then by the time you get to the stairs he's already up there like it just teleports (laughs) so that he's always around the corner like it always feels so absurd so it's like if we're just going to be silly with it why not make it into something that could be like super scary no i don't actually think it's going to happen but like why not take? But it the, to the idea next is yeah. in and of itself. You is might pretty as well freaky. go for it. You might as well go for it. All right, I can respect that. And and I like you know, I mean, Freddie's also like he's kind of rapey. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's really, <laughs> I mean, he's really creepy. Like he has more of a personality, and he makes like you know, as the series goes on, he makes all those jokes where he's like, "How's this for a wet dream?" You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Robert England is just the best, and dude, the nursery rhyme. I mean, the whole thing is just such a fucking great character. I just, I, I love it. I love it. So that's number two. That's that's two, and I am. I feel like I know what one of your last two is, but I'm very curious. So go ahead. Well, my number two. If you guys have listened to the pod before, you you know the horror films that really resonate with me. And this is one that I know both resonates with Mike and me. And that would have to be Ghostface from the Scream franchise. Oh, right. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Okay. Um, 
I mean, come on. For when we grew up, it, it revitalized horror. It's so iconic, the fucking mask, man. Like, who didn't have that as a kid growing up to throw on for Halloween at yeah, some point? Yeah, I was definitely it for like four years in a row. A hundred, same, same. I had one that was actually a green version of it, which I liked very much. Oh, I had one that like pumped the blood through. Oh, did you ever? <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> um, actually, my buddy, um, Brian Wagner, big shout out to him. When the the Scream Five came out, he dressed up as Ghostface, uh, to the theater and brought me my own Ghostface mask as well. So now I have a proper white one of it. Wow! I mean, and also a big callback to Scream Two, which is fantastic. Wow! 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 Um, and so yeah, I mean, I just I love everything about the thing. Ghostface to me is arguably the most realistic of all these slasher villains that we've talked about because it 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 is just i mean spoiler alert if you somehow haven't seen scream one uh fast forward a bit but uh you know it is just two kids in high school that are doing this and and murdering people and they went a bit off their fucking rocker. And unfortunately that shit is becoming more and more standard, especially in the States. Um, I just think it's brilliantly done. I think everything from the voice to, um, uh, Oh my God. What, why am I blanking right now? Mike? Um, what is it? Do you want to, uh, what's your, what's your favorite scary movie? Like just so many lines, and yeah, just all the phone taunting, um, the horror movie trivia. It's, I, I find it brilliant. I find it brilliant. I think it's simple, but brilliant. Yeah, I do like that as the series goes on, like anybody can throw on the mask and become the killer. Like in that yes. way, it's very sort of attainable. Not that you should be trying to you know, attain this goal. Like as it moves on, anybody can be this person. And he's more or less in terms of like the things I was saying about slashers, they make it a lot more like believable. Of course they stretch it at times, but like the point is it could be anybody. He can be killed. He can kill. Just is what it is. (laughs) Um, okay. All right. Number one. Wow. It might be, I is this going to be some controversial mic pick? You know, I we when we just came up with this idea for an episode, we threw like I don't know, maybe like ten or twelve, like back and forth, just to as a kind of a proof of concept. Um, and there obviously there's a lot more than that, but there's one that I am deliberately left off the list. Wow! Because I didn't want to give it away because I knew right away it would be my number one. Three movies in total in this franchise. And my number one is whatever that thing from Jeepers Creepers is. Oh my (laughs) fucking God. Oh, wow. Wow. I I should have seen this coming. 
I don't think it really has a name either, to be honest. Maybe, yeah, I don't really think it makes anyway. We know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there, of course. There's, there's a there's a Justin Long component in there. I'm not gonna lie. Oh um, I just I don't know, man. For big movies, it's pretty unique. Like it's a cool design. I would uh-huh. say. You know, it's not just a dude, which so many of the things that we've already talked about are basically just a guy with various weapons and costumes. But it's, you know, it flies around. It kind of, it like, eats people. Um, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, like, you can sort of hurt it. You know what I mean? Like, they can take it down um, for short bursts, at least. Like, it's not, um, in, uh, I don't know what the right right term is. But uh, it's it almost has a kind of like a, a predator like personality i feel like where like it really gets into the game the game of hunting which i think is really cool um and i just love the idea that it's only around for a very short span right 23 days every 23 years so it's mm-hmm. like you just have to deal with it for this time but it's not going to be like halloween 19 where it's like he just keeps coming and coming and coming it's just like look we just got to keep waiting around for the next time and deal with it when he's here oh my god I I can't believe I didn't see this coming because I know you really like these movies. Dude, I haven't watched them in so long. They're not great. <laughs> I, 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 I can't tell you they're not. It's uh, It doesn't fully cash in. But the, that's it's even with that, the creature is just so cool. You know what? He's just called the Creeper. The Creeper. There you go. The Creeper. I mean, who wouldn't? Jeepers Creepers. The Creeper. Yeah, and he always has like. Yeah, I also forgot that he has like a getup, right? Like sometimes he's a scarecrow. Like he, he wears like a trench coat and stuff. Like he has uh, accessories, which I think yep. is just. It's just a really, really cool creature design. Dude, honestly, I agree. Like I, I, I wish I had more to contribute about the movies themselves. But I agree that I think as a villain. Very memorable. And he also uses weapons. He is like a yes. throwing star made of bones and shit. Like he's he's got the whole package. He's got like, he's he's diverse. He's really, really diverse. Much more diverse than anybody else on my list. Yeah. This That's is sure. these are facts. Um wow. Number one Cheapers Creepers. The Creeper. The Creeper. Okay. Number one, I mean, you you know, Mike, you know, it's just. Uh, first of all, what a slap in the face for this character not to even be on Mike's list. Not only the greatest horror franchise villain, in my opinion, the greatest horror movie villain of all time. The man that shares your namesake, Michael. Michael Myers from the Halloween franchise. I mean, there is nothing to me more terrifying than that face, that mask, that face. So it's all about the mask for you. It's all about the mask for me. Absolutely terrifying. The first movie is so expertly shot. John Carpenter did such a good job. Just the way he shoots it, where You'll just see Michael at times just just, you know, looking from down in between the, you know, the the clotheslines or when he just kind of 
pops out around the corner and it's just i don't know man there's something about that mask him just coming from the insane asylum you know he just killed his sister when he was a little kid and he's coming back to haddonfield to just take everyone down on halloween i just i don't know there it's just the no talking, the no anything, but it, it really is the mask to me. I think it's the greatest. It's it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I think he's terrifying. It's like if there's a nightmare I have, it's, it'd be of Michael Myers. No question. Take that, Freddy. I think for me, like, so obviously the first, the first movie is well okay i can't go that far but the first movie is is obviously really fucking good uh from like a movie craft certainly better than any jeepers creepers movie it's pretty <laughs> um but i think the extended franchise has kind of hurt the image of michael in my mind because it gets it gets so ridiculous and it's so like okay i get it like he's never gonna die like it's just like it takes away all the tension for me and then it's kind of couldn't you kind of say the same thing about freddie and jason though so definitely not definitely whoa definitely not jason goes to space bro yes come on but i think that's at least in so freddie versus jason too like so jason like that whole, f- I mean, Jason also goes to Manhattan. You know what I mean? Like for, for yes. thirteen, outrageous, ver- outrageous uh, film. By the way, leans leans into the ridiculousness much more than Halloween tries to. I would say, and that's Freddy, fair. And Freddie, at least, like, like I just, I don't know. I'm just. In, I mean, there's less films, but it's also like they come up with different ways to kind of like reinvent it that i think it works whereas with halloween i just i feel like i've sort of just lost it a bit and maybe maybe that's just because they keep rebooting it instead of like you know what i mean like it just keep rebooting well i also think we're in a lull moment i think we're in a bit of a lull moment because i I personally and i i forget your take on it but i know a lot of people enjoyed it I, i loved the first 2000 the 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 newest iteration first entry so the halloween of 2018 um i thought was my favorite since the original but the second entry into that series halloween kills was was not good at all and it was almost like what did they do? Like, what were they thinking making this one? And so, I don't know. I think that made it get a little ridiculous for me, at least personally, because I actually thought that the 2018 version of Halloween did a really good job with Michael. And I mean, yeah, he's pretty much unkillable, but there was something that felt right about that one. And then Halloween kills. It was just like, okay, he's fucking invincible. Just being outrageous throughout the whole film. And yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that Halloween ends when it comes out in a couple weeks, brings us back home. 
for me. I yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, I'm obviously gonna go see it. I just yeah. I have to say that I think again, first film, absolutely amazing film. Uh, I just I think I've just fallen out of love with Michael. Oh, that hurts my heart. I'll never, Michael. I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you, bud. But that's it. Honorables. Honorables. I mean, should we recap our top five? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's recap. Okay. Uh, so my number five is the. The fisherman, whatever his name was, what was it? Walt or Jim? Or it's Lucas? uh, what is it? Ben, uh, Ben Willis. Ben, Ben. Okay, Ben. Uh, four is Leatherface. Three is Death. Two is Freddy Krueger, and one is the Creeper. Wow. My number five is Jason Voorhees. My number four is Jigsaw. Number three is Leatherface. Number two is Ghostface, and number one is Michael Myers. And man, honorables. I'm going to be honest, I've only got one or two that that weren't mentioned cuz I had Freddy, I had the the Fisherman, I had Death, and my only two that I haven't mentioned would be Chucky from the Child's Play series. Got to be, we know I'm a fan. Yep. And uh the other one I'm going to drop is is Alien. If we can consider oh, right. that a horror franchise, yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll count it. And and I've yeah, I've got some honorables that are. Well, I'm not really sure if they count. Um, well, let's let's get them out here. Okay, so one of my honorables is is Gail Man from uh you know the Black Lagoon series. Yep. Uh, more science fiction than horror, so I didn't really want to count it. I've got Godzilla, who I didn't count because. Sometimes horror, sometimes science fiction, sometimes hero, sometimes villain. Just, just too much. I mean, I I love the Godzilla movies, but like, there's just too much ambiguity to actually make my list. Um, two that I definitely would have counted. This is my seven and eight. Leprechaun. Oh my god! Oh massive, my god. massive fan of Warwick Davis. Wow. Uh, just not scary at all. You know, just like so fun. Like it's the peak of like the ridiculousness of slashers and that's what i think is cool about it but like not scary but hilarious nonetheless uh and it oh my god i mean if you talk about things that like like oh this thing has made that scary forever i mean clowns will never not be scary for like the majority of people wait bro i'm actually like really wow i'm actually not okay with the fact that I, that that slipped my mind so do you think it would have cracked your list Oof. you know what no i think my list would have stayed the same but it would have been one of my first honorables Clown it'd be in contention five. for the number five spot for me okay but it, i don't go. think it would have hit it i'm glad I, that we rounded it out then me too. I, I feel like the OG it, like the the really fucking long TV movie version. I feel like that one was fucking terrifying. I do think the new iter. I like the new iteration. I it. Fucking good too, actually. I, I agree, but I do think, especially in I want in there's two of them, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do think in the second one, like. He gets a little bit cartoonized isn't maybe the way to put it, but but 
some of the mystery behind him is taken away with like I don't know. I, I feel like it gets a little bit mystical e in the second one. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. But but very. I mean, yes. Single handedly has made clowns scary forever. And lastly, if we're if we're going on the border of Alien, we must also include Predator. We must. We must. And I haven't seen Prey yet, but I'm excited to watch it. Me either. Part of, and part of my Disney Plus trial that ends in two weeks, I must watch Prey. You got to get it in there. Um. And speaking of horror, did Barbarian come out yet? No, it's still like four weeks away. Damn it. All I want to do is talk to you about Barbarian. I know. I have like a podcast that like I can't listen to because I know it's going to talk about Barbarian. Just load it up. Yep. You you literally cannot listen to it. I don't want to know anything. But there is like, I'm trying to remember the other ones, but there is already like three movies this year that start that way. No doubt Barbarian is going to be the best one from everything I hear, but like that's just if 2020 and 2021 are like the year of the essentially like the unfriended horror, you know, something that happens over your computer because everybody had COVID. Yep. It seems like now 2022 is like the, the Airbnb horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it goes through the waves. It goes through the waves. Yeah. I got to see Smile. That just came out here. Oh, I saw Smile. That's, um, is it all right? You know, it's it's definitely not a bad movie, and it's pretty well put together. Like, there's some cool imagery. My my biggest problem with it was that like, it literally takes two thirds of the movie to get to where the trailer gets you. Oh dear lord! Yeah, I don't so love when that happens. For a, for a movie that has like a graphic suicide in the first five minutes, I just get being like, if this movie could hit the gas, that would be great. Because <laughs> like, I already know where we're going. Let's just get there. But but then when it does, it's yeah, it's all right. Then it's, then, it's, then it's all right. Okay, well, you know, since, as we always talk about, I have one of those, you know, the AMC A-list. And I know you have whatever yeah. that is over there. I'll probably see it still. Did you see uh, Don't Worry, Darling, which is like horror adjacent, I would say? Not yet, but I, I want to. I mean, I just, I need to see it at this point. Have you, did you? I did. It's, it's another movie where like, okay, it has a lot more, a lot more of a concept to it than let's say Smile. But it also takes like a long time to get. It does get somewhere. Like where it gets is interesting, but it also takes kind a of while. A long time to get there. Yeah. Hey, I'll take the ride. No, it's not bad. I, I watched them both, so no complaints. This is totally outside of horror, so we'll we'll really briefly hit it. But I did see Bros. Oh, I haven't seen Bros. I'm a little bit suspect of Bros. How was it? It. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty great. Um, I really liked at the very least without giving anything away about it. It really made me happy that the entire like LGBTQ like plus community has that film because it made me realize as a straight white guy that so many of these epic raunchy comedies that of course are kind of rom-coms, um, have felt relatable because of me being a a white male. And so it's like, this was so fucking funny, but just was totally, I believe it, 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 it would seem that it would be very relatable for so many other groups of people. And so that was like really nice to see put on screen 
and they did it. Billy Eichner, I feel like, did it in a way that on the one hand made it so that it was uh, easy to understand for anyone that's not as familiar with the ins and outs of just like um, just di- so many different like things within that community that would be so obvious to anyone that that is within the community. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I'm definitely going to see it for it, sure. It, it was just, dude, it was funny, man. Like me and my brother saw it together and we were cracking up. Like it was a classic, like, you know, Apatow adjacent film where there's laughs every 30 seconds. And I, I, I thought they did a really good job with it. I was, I was impressed. So as you mentioned, we have like unlimited whatever. So I try to see everything. So I was going to see it, but like I do feel like the trailer is not very good. The trailer didn't sell me too much. Well, I agree that the trailer isn't necessarily great, and it it makes me sad because not not only is it such a great, not only is it great that this is out in the world because of like everyone that it represents, but also we've been fucking hurting when it comes to R-rated raunchy comedies slash rom-coms. And this needs all the support it can get for so many reasons. And it's like, we want more movies like this. So I wish they had made a better trailer because I, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think it did that well in the States, which is a shame. Honestly, fuck you, Middle America, because I think it did great on the coasts. Literally in LA. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. coastal elites whoa, coming in. Whoa, I just got, I just got really fucking worked up. Um, well, not fuck you, Middle America. I actually love, I love parts of Middle America, but those of you who lean a certain way, uh, I guess we don't really get political on this that much, but. But those of you that don't believe in, you know, equality for all and just love who you love, then you're not my people. And all of you that probably didn't go see this movie, that pisses me off because this movie is goddamn good. Um, well, I think all- that's part of the thing, though, is like some people are going to see it no matter what. Some people are going to see it, you know, to support, let's say, the community. But like you have to sell the movie as being funny regardless of what you think it represents. You know what I mean? To get some people that are kind of that Agreed. maybe wouldn't go just 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 because, you know. Dude, I don't know if they didn't do this, but if they didn't release like a red band R-rated trailer, that's a really silly thing of them to not have done because yeah. it's so fucking raunchy, man. It was it was hilarious. And yeah, just I'm like, like I'm getting none of that from their trailer. I wish no. that, yeah, and, I'm glad that you're spreading the news yeah no it's it's again like oh uh, yeah you you got to see it and we got to talk about it after and i was very happy to see that in la my brother and i were talking friday morning and we were like yeah like let's let's go to this tonight and all of the show times were pretty much sold out nice. we ended up like getting tickets to a bit earlier uh a bit earlier showtime, but like I was stoked and I was like, Oh, I think this movie's like doing really well. And then I looked at the box office and was like, Oh great. It's actually not doing that well because nobody outside of the coasts is seeing it. Tough, tough, but tough. Well, I can't wait to see it and report back. Yeah, definitely see it report back. Um, 
I know we just went on a tangent, but you know, we're allowed to do that because we don't get to go to see each other and talk as much these days. I but, moon age daydream. <laughs> Should we continue <laughs> the, the tangent? I haven't seen it yet. Did you see it? I, I did. And I would like to talk about it, but I was not really a fan. Ooh, okay. Did they not do our man Bowie justice? I just, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's just, it's so much. You know what I mean? Like it's just like clips of random shit, like like 2001 A Space Odyssey. You know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, look, like we cut that in there because Cause it's both famous. of these things are invented. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just like very, like, I don't know. It just, I think it thinks it's like the greatest movie of all time. And it's like the lack of narrative at all for a full like two hours and 20 minutes just gets to be like, okay, I can only do this for so long, you know? Like sounds a little, a little bit pretentious. Sounds a little bit. Yeah. Not up to snuff. I mean, I'll, I'll see it eventually, but yeah, I'm curious what people think. Cause it immediately strikes me as a film that you like, you have to say you love or people be like, yeah, you just don't know what you're talking about, man. But like <laughs> it was, it's just, it's a lot. It you, is a you, lot to take in. You know what we've not brought up to each other, and and I will say again, I have not seen it yet. I wanted to with my with my movie pass thing, but I just it kind of went in and out of theaters while I was I was in and out of town for a few weeks. Um, did you see Beast? Oh, I saw Beast. Was it good? I think Beast is exactly what you think Beast is. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, is Beast going to blow your fucking mind? No, of course not. But like. Does it, it have a... a lion and Idris Elba and Shoto <laughs> Copley? Then yes. Then it's, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Why not? You're going to have an a animal... fun hour and 45 minutes is what you're saying. I mean, truly, is there an animal attack movie involving lions that you wouldn't go see? That is a great, great question. And the answer is no, no. I'd see them all. Exactly. So, yeah, no. Beast is is definitely, definitely watchable for, for what it is, for sure. Okay. I love that. I love that. And Idris, Idris has a a little bit of a character. Sometimes Idris doesn't get real characters. No offense, but like he just doesn't have that much to to show us. You know, he's a good actor. He's brought a lot, but I feel like lately he hasn't been able to flex his muscles too much. So there's yeah, there's a little bit of story for him there. I love to hear that. Get our man. I mean, we love this man. So get him. Get him some story. Is he going to be the next James Bond? That's all I really want to say. I'm, I'm, the I'm, answer I'm, is please. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for I'm I'm I mean come on let's just announce it and then get going. Yeah, let's announce it. Let's just get to the next step. There we go. Um, wow, 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 wow. Um, okay, right. okay. We've we've ranted. Yeah, we've we've gone, we've gone over we've, our time. We've, we've gone very sidetracked. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the new releases. If you made it to this point in the podcast, that's the new releases. Yep. That's new releases. I guess we're that's a thing that we're going to be doing occasionally because these are probably going to be a little bit fewer and further between. So we'll do a little we'll do a little catch up each episode if we feel like it. If we've seen some new stuff, um, but oh man, it it feels so great to be back, back doing this fully, full episode, full episode, just in time for October for Halloween. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you are not a horror fan, then I don't know what to tell you because I I can't promise 
that the next episode won't be horror based. I don't know. It could be. So get on the train. Get on the train, people. Um, Oh, man. I guess we'll see when we do the next step. This has been absolutely delightful. And you're going to see the Giants in London next Sunday, potentially when this episode is actually released. So go Giants. And I think that's it. Let's let Zach's beautiful, beautiful, luscious voice carry us out into the abyss. Love you, buddy. Peace out. Bye. Top fives and deep dives with Tata PTM. 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 My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese, followed by Quentin Tarantonius. Yeah, whoa. <laughs>